0: you're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad the Celtic Tenors were in Ottawa about two years ago and they have been touring Canada a number of times in between as well as touring all other parts of the world because the Celtic Tenors over the years have established a very strong following and reputation and they started their Canadian tour at the beginning of December and they're going to run right up towards Christmas to the 20th when they're going to be at Centrepoint Theatre Um, next year They're going to head around the world, they're going to see the US, back in Canada, a little bit in Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, back to Australia, Uh, so a very good full schedule and Matthew Gilson is here with me to tell me about what's been going on in the last two years since you were here, what you've been up to, um, how this tour is going and what you're going to be doing. Matthew, thanks a million for taking time. Not at all, Austin, it's great,
1: as always, to chat to you. Yeah. It was, it was. It might, was that a Garty Byrne one, was it? <laughs> that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, so much So much Irish music. <laughs> you need, need a break from Irish music for a few days after after the Garty cruise. The great um, thing
0: about the Celtic tenors, of course, is that uh, your repertoire... Gives you the flexibility to include Irish, but also to be classical. So when you do need the break from the hundred percent Irish, you can switch over to your classical side.
1: Exactly, exactly. So as the three of us, we come from very different sides. The the um, the, the, the change is good, and even within the show, uh, we, we we like to we like to just have a little a little bit of everything. Keep keep everyone. Not bored <laughs> so since we 've been here
0: two years ago, where, what have you been up to like have you 've got some fresh music out there?
1: fresh music out there we've, uh, we, I think we may have had our timeless record um, done by the time our, when, when we met last, but maybe not and um, we, we, we worked with a guy Charles Fisher, uh, who 's a, a Melbourne. Based um, uh, uh, Australian producer who has worked with people f- like the likes of Air Supply, to um, Secret Garden, to sorry Savage Garden, not Secret Garden, um, to Olivia Newton John, the Seekers, um, and even Men at Work. In excess, uh, he's, he's a, a, an amazing caliber uh, of a man. He he actually came to Ireland and we. We 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 uh, had him stay with us in Kells, uh, where I'm from, and we we, we, we he produced our, our latest record, which is a really 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 great thing for us to do. It it, it, it he's a wonderful man with songs, um, and uh, he helped us with song choices. We we have brilliant brilliant set of songs on this on this uh, really. Um, songs that we would have kind of grown up with, so not so many Irish songs on this particular album, um, but things like um, you know, uh, John Denver, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, um, uh, to name kind of but a few, and even Elvis. <laughs> um, so, so that 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 was a very very lovely experience, and the the whole sort of. Uh, way we we approached the production of it was different as well. It's it, it kind of we, we emptied it out a little bit. You can you can put have so many layers of orchestra and you can have so much going on uh, on, on on records and on on, on on songs that it can sometimes lose uh, the def, you know the ability to hear. Wow, there's a fantastic fiddle being played. You, kind of, you can't hear it anymore if there's too much going on, if there are too many instruments. So uh, um, he, he kind of brought that back uh, a little bit for us and uh, it's kind of led us very nicely into our next record, which is going to be coming... Out, coming. Uh, we're hopefully going to have it finished um, in March. Um, and uh, that's going to be even more emptied out um, in, in terms of not overly orchestrated... Um, maybe more along the lines of the way Rick Rubin approached the Johnny Cash album, um, with with that the, you know that Nine Inch Nails um, song and all all the the, the modern um, kind of non-Cash uh, songs. He he emptied it out quite a bit, so you can really hear the talent and the depth of, of quality of, of of beautiful guitar playing, beautiful piano playing, a beautiful cello, you know, so that it, you can actually really be. Uh, Surrounded and 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 and, uh, and sort of uh, comforted by beautiful music, and you can hear all of the talent rather than just a wash of sound. I uh, think that I think you know it costs more money, but it's actually quite lazy to to have huge amounts of infra- of, of 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 instrumentation. So so there's that. Um, and uh, what else have we been doing? We've we, we, we we've had a um. kind of an introduction to Australia, which has been interesting. Um, I mean, Canada has been wonderful for us because um, Canada was was our doorway into North America. Um, A guy called Richard Mills from Feldman's um, in Toronto uh, came, he saw us do a show in Oakville in in, um, in about maybe 2002, 2003, and um, uh, that was uh, he He liked what he saw and he became our agent for North America, and it, it was our doorway to you know Canada and the United States. So, Canada was extremely important um, for us for a long time. And also, um, even earlier, to, to go back slightly earlier, a lady called Jill Ann Siemens was her name, and um, she's a songwriter. And she's a I think she's from Vancouver, and she happened to see us in the early 2000s. Um, we were we were we were singing as kind of a um, interval act, if you like, in the uh, the Turles song contest. And Ann Siemens wrote a song. In fact, I think she might have won an award at that one. Um, and she said, "I really like what you do, uh, what you're doing, uh, this Celtic tenors idea. I'm going to do the same for Canada." And she set up a group called the Canadian Tenors and for a good few years they were really modeled themselves on us and um they they of course they've they've gone through a good few iterations and they're now the tenors and all that sort of stuff so so there's a obviously uh, there's a there is a, a a connection on the canadian side sort of uh, at, at least recipe wise in what we do um so so uh, canada has kind of been a a natural springboard but it took a long time, was Australia. Um, it, it, just from an Irish standpoint, it's, it's sort of a English-speaking, um, yeah, expat kind of country. Um, and Australia and New Zealand are now a big part of our last year and our coming year. So uh, we got a fantastic uh, promoter there, Harley Medcalf is his name, and he's, he, he used to promote Queen and Elton John and people like that. Um, and he uh, he saw something in us, and we have had a gr- really successful tour there, um, and other 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 things. So we're, we're finding ourselves doing the, the 24, 25-hour jaunt uh, to, to to Australia quite a bit.
0: So Matthew, then, when you go around the world, <coughs> tastes change. Even though mm. they may be from the same diaspora originally, but uh, we often see that. The musical tastes of the UK, Ireland, Europe, Australia, Canada, and the US are all very different. Mm. Can you sense mm. that, and that you need to vary your program accordingly? Yeah, so, so that to
1: a degree, yes. Um, and I think earlier in our career, more so. Um, we, we, you, when you're you're a young act and you're trying to please. And by trying to please, that means trying to get more repeat bookings, that kind of thing. Um, you do what you think people want to hear. Um, and that's fine. And, and For instance, uh, Canada would... And I'm just thinking back more than, than anything. Canada would be more interested in the singer-songwriter, more interested in where Ireland's at now, more interested in something that feels... Real and uh, and and authentic, um, whereas sometimes in in the states they they, we, they they wanted to hear when Irish eyes are smiling and who threw the overalls and Mrs Murphy's chowder, you know th- 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 these kind of things that are that are th- there's a nostalgia thing and, and 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 all of that. I think when you what what, what, what we, we did certainly try to fit into all of these different nations um, palettes if you like but I think the reality is now um, that once we found our own groove that we are truly happy with that's kind of what we do so our show isn't a catering show, our show is catering to ourselves really and making uh, being such that it's it's musically satisfying for us, and that it's um, uh, content satisfying for us, so that we don't get bored. We're doing this a lot, so every show is different. I mean, James, but the three of us are we're three different people. I mean, I'm I am um, I can't bear to say the same things every night. I cannot bear scripted. I can't uh, I I. I a, 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 a Dermot Troy, was a very famous Irish tenor, and uh, his his wa- his wife Ethna. He died very very tragically, very young, and his wife has actually since since passed away as well. But um, uh, she Ethna told me Ethna Troy Pierce was her name, and it, it, she taught me a little bit in, in in the College of Music in Dublin. And she said, even when you're singing a leader song, or you know a, a song in German that's very very stringent in the way it needs to be performed, she'd never do that the same way twice. Never do it the same way twice. I I couldn't be listening to you if you're doing it. So always feel it as if you're doing it for the first time. And and I, I, so for me, I kind of I'm the one I'm certainly the one who who generates new things every night. It's not always great, <laughs> but some but it's but it's, but, but it's always real. James is nearly identical to what he says every night. And and it's it's a more slow change. James is very organised. James is very punctual. James is fifteen minutes before everything, and if it's a flight, he's two hours before the time he should be there. You know, he, he's so so uh, unbelievably organised. Darrell is laid back. Um, I mean, it's, it, 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 we have three really different uh, outlooks on on life and ways of going on. It probably
0: on. helps make the whole the trio work. I think it probably does. Probably does. But I remember one very, very well known and I won't mention the name, um, performer, international, globally known and I was at a concert at the National Arts Center and her mm. off the cup remarks were so scripted it was obvious they were false. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
1: think for for me I, I, uh, people know immediately. Certainly, if I'm being scripted, people will know immediately, and they'll know that that's not real. That's not. Uh, and and uh, uh, James is probably a much better actor than I am, and uh, he can he can make it seem make it make it seem like it's real. But uh, but the same com- same goes for the music. Um, uh, James will tend to want very nicely harmonized, perfect. Irish songs or slightly more classical, straight lay songs, uh, whereas I I I I I'll want Bob Dylan or I'll want uh, uh, something that's not that's not um, what we learned in school. Do you know what I mean? So, so something that I'm listening to now or some uh, and and I think the, the the skills that James has, the um, Daryl brings in a bit of jazz and uh, the other other sides. Um, Daryl actually there's a uh, a whole other side to Daryl's story, as you probably know, Daryl. Daryl's from Oma um, and uh, in 1998 there was the biggest atrocity of the whole the, the, of the Irish Troubles, and he was actually there in the city, the streets, when when the bomb happened, and um, his 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 granny was injured, and his his uh, um, his sister was so lucky that she wasn't killed, um, but he knew. Over ten of the people who were killed. I think there was maybe thirty-one people killed, and um, one month later he set up a choir. It was the Oma Community Youth Choir, is what it was called. Uh, so it was necessarily under the age of sixteen; you had to be a child. You had to be one for every one Protestant, there was one Catholic, and when you reached sixteen, you left, and the new the, the new bunch came in, and. That started in 1998 September. So the bomb happened in August. That happened in September, and by the by, by this year they've had they've had so many. There had 20 iterations of this of this of this, uh, of this uh, choir. So much so that, um, uh, for instance, there was a tragedy in, in the choir. One of the, the girl who, who who had sung in the choir a number of years back, Tyre was her name, um, she was in a car crash. She was a Presbyterian girl, and the funeral happened, and it was absolutely so sad all, all the choir members, previous choir members and everyone joined or were, were there at the, in this Presbyterian chapel church and um, it was there was more Catholics and Protestants and non Presbyterians there than there were Presbyterians there and it was the biggest funeral ever in that church, and people were going to Family of Tyra, poor Tyra, and they were doing. They were. They were. They were giving their sympathies um, and so on. And then they were going to Daryl, and they were saying, "You know, this this funeral is so large, and all of these people are here because of you, because of the work that you did with this choir. We are friends now with these other parts of the community that we would never have been friends with. So much so that um, th- 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 it's got so much notice." Generally, um, that at uh, beginning of this year, he was uh, honoured on the Queen's Honours List. Uh, you're normally 70 years of age when you get these honours, but he got a, a British Empire Medal, um, and he had tea with the Queen in uh, in uh, in London, and he is now uh, he can now get buried in St Paul's. <laughs> he's he's a BEM. So he's Daryl Simpson B.E.M. It's not O.B.E. or M.B.E. It's, it's B.E.M. So it's a British Empire medal for his work for peace and reconciliation and community. So, so that's that, that's another side. Daryl is actually a very good de- diplomat. He's all very all full of bravado and full of really silly jokes and you know, all that sort of stuff. But he's a serious guy um, and very uh, attuned to... To peace and reconciliation, and I think this year, the message that that the group uh, seems to be kind of, uh, and we don't we don't sort of intentionally have a message, but uh, people are saying to us, uh, we've just done four sold out shows in Halifax with the Symphony Orchestra there, and uh, the the reviews afterwards are sort of that this is an evening of peace and uh, and uh, you know it's a Christmas show so um uh, the 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 whole theme of peace and you know actually seeing peace in action essentially within a, uh, within touching distance uh is is, is a quite a powerful thing so so that's that, that's so as you can see I, I maybe maybe you can't but i i, I think you, you can surely see that, that that the that the group itself is becoming more mature and it's not. It doesn't have a serious message. It's not preachy or anything like that. But I think just just by the nature of us being honest and being sort of fairly simple, and you know, doing our doing our, our thing. I mean, the music is everything. But, um, but 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 the personalities that are maturing are are are, are worthwhile.
0: So well, I think it's as with anything, life experience makes knocks the corners off all of us. And mm. that then permeates what we do on a day-to-day basis. So, in the nature of entertainment, it's going to permeate and come on stage, even subconsciously. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: You know, we're 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 now in our in our forties, and uh, um, actually, James might be just tipping into the next one. Um, um, but uh, it, it, we're, we're we're we we still truly love what we do, uh, and and I think. Um, because we're we're not um, we're not stuck to a, a set of songs. You know, we, we we've toured with people like Air Supply and um, other other big international acts who got hits. And for them, it's really hard because they've got to, they've got to do the same songs every night. And if they do not do their hits,
0: they're not the audience isn't interested. And uh, that 's such a shame it's, I guess it is it 's very hard to introduce um, unless it 's one that 's been a new hit it 's very hard to introduce yeah. new, uh, oh. new items on the plate now, which it leads to another question in a way like given that what you guys do and it gives you the whole um, portfolio of music that 's out there to draw on, have any of you had the urge or the desire to put pen to paper and to write
1: we all write we all write, and it 's becoming more uh, um, I, I, um, I think, yes. <laughs> the problem is, are they good? Is it good enough? And it's, it's, it's also it's the it's the um, when you when you have the, the whole world songbook at your uh, at your command at your fingertips to come along with something that you've done, it just doesn't stand up um however, I think the longer we 're at it, the less we're tending to be, be, be I, 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 I can here's here 's what i think i can I can see it emerging over the next couple of years um we because we, we we all write and uh, I was, we do um you know phil coulter um we we do bits with phil Coulter in fact we 're working with Phil Coulter um, in january and we 're doing a little cruise with him. Um but uh, we we um, I, I often I, 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 get, I have great chats with Phil, and we talk about this very thing you know sing, songwriting and you know phil Phil's, Phil's one of the most prolific songwriters in in, in our country uh, but still his, 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 his writing isn 't on every radio station in every country uh, you know the, he, he's he 's written hundreds of songs, and that 's all he does. And still, it's, it's hard to to, to to really make a mark. So you have to actually define what your mark is. If you're making your mark in songwriting, it isn't actually to dominate the world. Uh, and I think that's the one thing that we have to kind of realize. You don't have to dominate the world by writing songs. You just have to write songs, and if people like them, then you keep doing them. And if not, then you write the next song, or you introduce the next song. And But what, what Phil said to me, um, he said, oh, guys come to me all the time. And they have. Uh, I've written a song, Phil. Would you mind listening to it? And how many songs have you written? And um, I've written four. Okay, come back to me when you have a hundred and forty. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, it's it's something that you have to really work on. If you're going to be a songwriter, you have to you have to get up in the morning and you have to have a daily target. It's like a, it's like your job, and uh, it's a it's it's a, it's 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 got to be a serious planned thing so what we're doing is kind of gentle uh, songwriting <laughs> um, not serious yet
0: but it will based I on hope. what you That's said tough. about your three personalities then so yeah. do, you, do you bring it to the table uh, so if you have some idea or done something are you prepared mm. to drop it on the table in front of Daryl and James and uh, allow a bit of collaboration to happen um, oh yeah, the, or the others
1: as well absolutely, big time in fact it, <coughs> we, it's not about <coughs> if somebody wants something to come through usually it's in the form of arrangements or how we approach an, an old Irish song or something um, James tends to be as a, as I mentioned earlier the organised one so you mention, you breathe a song uh, the idea of a song and he has an arrangement done uh, and you kind of go, ah crap I wanted to have a, I wanted to have a go with that uh, but he's got it done, so that's it. So yeah, he plants it on the table, and we 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 have a go at it, and we usually deconstruct it, and we bring in our own ideas, and this is it. we 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 allow ourselves to do this. This is part of the rules of the, of engagement, if you like, with the group, um, and. Uh, uh, ultimately, then it gets stuck back together again. And uh, however it, it lands when, it, when, when, we, when we've all finished with it, sometimes it's very similar to what James produced. Sometimes it's nothing like it. Um, we all have experiences now. I think we we have the ability to gauge what's a good song and what's not. Um, and, and we're also we also realise that when you listen to a song for the first time. That's the point when you can sometimes make a decision. That's ah, not a great song, and that's really usually very wrong. Uh, y- you've got to hear a song at least four, five times in a week to to know if something really has 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 any kind of quality or legs. Um, so we 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 do do that. We we do we um, uh, we're we're singing. The Jets, the uh, Winnipeg Jets, are playing the Edmonton Oilers. Um, and we were asked to sing the anthem on the on the ice, uh, so that's on the 13th, I think. And um, we are uh, Im- Im- immediately. I kind of I said to James, "Right, I'm going to I'm going to jump to the chase here. I'm I'm going to have an arrangement done when we meet tomorrow." So. I turned up with my arrangement. James had his arra—he was there 15 minutes earlier, and he has his arrangement out in front of everyone. So uh, I just kind of, so, <laughs> so it happened again. Uh, but um, the, the we, we worked on it. We took it took, totally, took it to pieces, and I, br- I I actually showed my the work that I had done on it, and we we worked on both on, on James's arrangement essentially, and it ended up being somewhere in between and and uh, so that nice an a cappella version so of all canada uh so that, that that that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that happens and that's all it's all very friendly and so on but but also when it comes to the more serious side of um of royalties um because when you when you make an album there is a real um a, a, a real monetary side which is which is you know you you sell a uh, 100,000 records or 10,000 records or whatever um the royalties get split so if if somebody has done an arrangement of an old irish song for which we get the, you get all the royalties because it's nobody owns it so therefore your arrangement is essentially the, the who who gets paid um pardon me um james uh, and myself and Daryl split it three ways no matter who did the bulk of the work doesn't matter um it's 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 just uh, and that make, that means that nobody 's vying for that side of things and, 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 and it, it, the, only, the only side of it is the, 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 the ego side which which is actually as you get older you, that, it becomes it becomes less of a thing i think
0: well it 's a thing I often say <laughs> there was a boss of mine who said it 's amazing what can get done when nobody is looking for credit yeah it
1: 's true it 's true way more gets done, way more gets done and um, we we're, so we're quite prolific um, in, in, in in the songs that we write but the, the, what we have to yet do is get the process that I'm talking about for the three of us t- tearing apart for an arrangement Um we've got to start doing that for original material so bring in an original thing say right here's, a, here's an original thing and uh, Austin you might have started something here <laughs>
0: So, so do you get into fights over this or you don't have to answer that one uh no 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 we don't really we, we don't
1: really we we, we we you know we, we realize that uh we, we we get on we get on well you know we we have um we do do certain things we we mean for instance um we we try not when when we're going into our hotel rooms every night we Often have to rejig the rooms because we don't really want to have our rooms in a line, you know. Where the, um, and and people think, oh yes, they're all to- they're they're together. So we put them put them all in a line. And same with plane seats, you know, everyone's sitting in a line. No, 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 no. Just spread us out a bit. Give us our space. So space is really important when you're when you're together for. Five or six hours in a in a, in a van or whatever, and uh, you're you're getting to the next gig or whatever, uh, and then you're on stage, and then you're in the dress share- you, w- w- Well, we don't really share dressing rooms anymore because we're, we're usually in venues that allow us to have to have our own dressing rooms. But uh, you, you, you can you can you can get your fill of people, and that's not. You have to really avoid that. You have to kind of work actively at uh, at s- space
0: and. Uh, uh,
1: Oh, yeah exactly finding boundaries yeah, yeah again
0: yeah. part of the maturing process yeah,
1: yeah 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 there be spaces in
0: your togetherness that's exactly we we should run down through some of the, the places you guys are going to be um uh, particularly after um the weekend because hmm. i see you're in oakville on monday night
1: yeah oakville is a very important place for us um jackie miller um, she's a, a lady who passed away there and she is, she owned our CD in about 2000 and she passed away and her family brought us to Oakville and that was the very first time that we introduced ourselves to North America and it was very important to us, so glad to be there. Yeah.
0: And then Parry Sound on Tuesday, Yep. Tuesday is, uh, uh, you're in Brampton and then mm-hmm. you get up to Winnipeg for your uh, Canadian National Anthem plus uh, three performances at the Winif- with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, and that's at the Centennial Concert Hall. Um, you get a day off on Monday. Yay! <laughs> to allow <laughs> you to travel to Huntsville, um, because you're in Huntsville on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, that is December 18th. Wednesday, the 19th, you're in Markham. And then on Thursday, the 20th, you make it here to Ottawa for Centrepoint the Meridian Theatres at Centrepoint in Ottawa. That's an 8 p.m. performance. And then you get to go home for Christmas. So if you want to get tickets, just go on to Centrepoint Theatres and you get the box office. And uh, I know I'm looking forward to that concert and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here in town. Um, Maggio, it's been fantastic having the chance to catch up and have a chat.
1: Thank you, Um, Austin.
0: Uh, see so I look forward to it and again the uh, uh, coordinates are Thursday the 20th here in Ottawa and that's at Centrepoint Theatre and your website is celtic com, and mm. you have a store there where anyone can get their hands on your music
1: that's correct and also we have a good Facebook page that we're very we interact uh very much on um it's a and Twitter, and not so much on Twitter, so we should be better at it, but we are on Twitter, we're on Instagram, but Facebook is really where every all the stuff happens for us, really.
0: We've been chatting with Matthew Gilson of the Celtic Tenors, and as I said, they're touring Canada at the moment, uh, up until Christmas, and finishing up the tour here in Ottawa on the 20th. Matthew, thanks a million for taking the
1: time. Pleasure.